When it comes to bioscience, Arizona has an edge. From genetics and the study of diseases to how climate change is impacting the saguaros. Or pushing the boundaries of how spicy a chili pepper can be. And that new information can yield interesting results, amazing or sometimes even alarming. It is this quest for more information that has led us to the second season of our podcast, The Lab, in conjunction with Valley 101 at AZ Central. Our reporting will take you across the state to answer bioscience questions big and small. In each episode, you'll find out how the answers affect real people, scientists, or not. I lost a size. So I had just bought new clothes, and then I lost the size, and I had to go exchange things. And I mean, that's great. It is exciting. But at the same time, when you feel as nauseous as I do, the weight loss is not as exciting. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah, I'm, I lost weight. Yay. Can't eat. Cool. So that kind of, it's, it's a double-edged sword. It really is. It's like, I am so happy that I can take this medication, but I am so not pleased with how I feel. Doctors' offices and medical spas in Arizona are getting flooded with requests from patients who want a prescription for a newer drug on the market. Type 2 diabetes? Discover the Ozempic Trizone. My Ozempic Trizone, I lowered my A1C, CV risk. Ozempic or one of the other new injectable drugs have been successful in helping people lose weight. As patients are reporting promising results, word is getting around. At this point, it's almost impossible to avoid hearing about Ozempic, Wigovi, and its active ingredient, semaglutide, in the news or on social media. It might have been on a GLP-1 semaglutide. We've been testing out semaglutides in our clinic, and yes, they are super effective. That's why we're bringing them on. Get ready with me as I rank the FDA-approved weight loss medications. Semaglutide, a peptide. We've been hearing all about it regarding weight loss. But is this new so-called miracle drug too good to be true? And how can people get it? Step into the lab and let's find out. Welcome to season two of The Lab, a science podcast by the Arizona Republic and azcentral.com. I'm producer Amanda Luberto. For the last four weeks, we've told science stories impacting life here in Arizona. This week, how a new diabetes drug is the hottest weight loss find out there right now, and the reality of how it's making people feel. We spoke with doctors, patients, and others to find out why the drugs are different from other weight loss interventions and why the medications have become divisive from both a cultural and socioeconomic standpoint. Ozempic is the big one right now, but similar drugs, Wigovi and Manjaro, are gaining in popularity. Celebrities like Elon Musk and Rosie O'Donnell have been sharing their journey on these drugs. I was having dinner with a friend yesterday, and he had the TV on in the corner in his living room. So we're sitting at the dining room table. The TV's like, you know, 20 feet from us in the corner on mute. And I can see the Ozempic story. 
because I've seen so many Ozempic stories in the last few months that I can recognize the brand label, even though I cannot hear the broadcast. I open my phone to go on Facebook or to go on Instagram or whatever, and there's something in the news feed about Wagovi. <laughs> you know, there's something in the news feed about which celebrity TikToker is like, what's Elon Musk doing to lose weight or whatever, right? And that's always high in the news cycle, but it's especially high in this news cycle. The first point to make clear is that only one of these drugs is actually indicated for weight loss, and that's Wagovi. Ozempic and Manjaro are both indicated for type 2 diabetes. So when people want one of these drugs to lose weight, they are not always easy to get. If doctors write patients a prescription for Ozempic or Manjaro solely for the purpose of losing weight, it's considered an off-label prescription. This is common in the healthcare world, but for now, insurance companies aren't always receptive. We spoke with Dr. Farah Hussein, a bariatric surgeon at Banner University Medical Center in Phoenix. So Ozempic or semaglutide was approved for diabetes treatment primarily. In the studies that led up to that approval, it was noticed that the patients also had weight loss. Ozempic comes in four different formulations, actually 0.25, 0.5, 1 milligram, and 2 milligram dosing. So it can be titrated up or down depending on how people are responding to surgery. Wegovi is exactly the same medication. It's also semaglutide, but it only is offered at one dosing, which is the 2.4 milligrams. It was FDA approved for obesity treatment primarily. So the big change is really more in semantics than anything else, that one went to the FDA to be approved for diabetes, one went to the FDA to be approved for obesity treatment. Manjaro is a combination of this GLP-1 hormone and another hormone called GIP. Manjaro has shown really good weight loss in patients. It also can be used for treatment of diabetes. So it has both indications. It is still hard to get covered because of the costs, but it is a very promising drug that is showing one more level of treatment that might help patients with obesity. The U.S. Food and Drug Administration, or the FDA, approved Ozempic a few years ago in 2017. Wagovi is more recent, hitting the market in 2021, and Manjaro was approved just last year. So it's really important to remember that they're all new drugs. Okay, so we're going to get really technical here, so let me try to break it down for you. All three are receptor agonists called a glucon-like peptide 1, or a GLP-1. You might have heard of that. These are all a class of medications that the FDA first approved to control blood sugar levels in type 2 diabetes patients almost 20 years ago. But there's a difference between the drugs from 2005 and the ones we're seeing today. Before, patients would have to inject themselves once or twice a day or take the medication by pill. The newer drugs like Ozempic can be injected once per week. And the modifications came with an unexpected benefit. These drugs became more efficient than any other at helping people lose weight. Essentially, GLP-1 agonists mimic a hormone in the body that's associated with feeling full. It also slows down digestion, so the food stays in the stomach for a longer period of time. It's a very complex system. One of the things I really stress is that your GI tract has 
a huge number of nerves and communications that are happening in there. And those nerves and those hormones communicate with our brain as well. So it's a holistic body. Your whole body works together. We only know a few of the hormones that respond to bariatric surgery, but we know this this special hormone called GLP-1 is one that really seems to increase after any type of bariatric surgery that we do now. It didn't increase with the lap band, which was an older surgery, but it does with the sleeve, with the gastric bypass, and the duodenal switch. And what that seems to do is give people more of a full sensation It also helps regulate their insulin resistance. So their insulin seems to become more sensitive, which we think also probably helps with some of that appetite stimulation. It slows down our GI tract. So it slows some of the emptying of the stomach for more of that feeling of fullness as well. It's a pretty complex hormone, and it likely operates in other areas too that we don't fully understand. So right away, Ozempic Wigovia Manjaro sound pretty good. But the magic drug has some issues. The biggest one is that health insurance companies often won't pay for them, and paying cash can cost upwards of $1,000 a month. The biggest thing is the meds are creating a huge class system where a large number of the population just can't have that option of treatment, which we think is really unfortunate, uh, that our patients keep being prohibited from having a treatment that we know could be effective for them. Because they're so expensive, some patients are turning to med spas for a more affordable option like Vita Bella Med Spa and Weight Loss Center in Glendale, where nurse practitioner Kelsey Hunter says she's been seeing an increased number of patients asking for semiglutide, the active ingredient in Ozempic and Wagovi. Vita Bella doesn't offer name brand Ozempic, but instead gets semiglutide from a compounding pharmacy. So it's still made from an FDA approved pharmacy in the U.S. Ours we get locally in Gilbert um, is where the compounding pharmacy is that we get ours. We have a lot of patients who are already our patients that have decided to do some glutide, but I have quite a bit of patients that have never stepped foot in here and they are only coming because they found us specifically for semaglutide. So it's bringing in a whole different clientele for us. Hopefully we'll have lifelong relationships with them because we really value that. But it's just a whole new aspect of weight loss that is not so strict and hard on your body um, and it doesn't really feel so much like a diet. Patients who go to a med spa for semiglutide will typically pay several hundred dollars per month, which is significantly cheaper than paying for the name brand. But even still, a few hundred dollars a month for one medication is steep for some people. Others are taking their prescriptions elsewhere, including pharmacies in Canada. But it's still not necessarily cheap, Dr. Hussein told us. We know several pharmacies in Canada where the price is reduced, but it's still for Ozempic, as we said in the US, $1,300 there, maybe $400 per month. So they save a substantial amount, but again, for most of our patients, it's totally out of reach to be reasonable for them to utilize it for longer than maybe a month at a time. Lindsay Taylor is a 38-year-old mother, author, writer, and content creator living in Surprise. 
I've been taking semaglutide, which is basically Ozempic for a month, but I've only had three doses and I wanna give you an update. It's kicking my ass. So there are many people who tolerate this medication well, and unfortunately at this moment, I am not one of them. I've been suffering with really bad side effects and I think we should talk She's been sharing it. her journey on TikTok. She gets her semaglutide from the Giovanni Med Spa in Gilbert. She turned to a med spa after her insurance company refused to cover a prescription for Manjaro. Through my first dose at Giovanni Med Spa, um, she made it possible for me to be able to get this medication because my insurance did not cover Manjaro because I am two points away from being a diabetic. So had I been full-blown diabetic, I could have gotten it covered. So I went to Giovanni Med Spa and I received my first dose of a 0.25 milligram shot about three weeks ago. I went home after that and I was so grateful that I was able to get the medicine. Kelsey, the Vita Bella nurse practitioner, also takes semaglutide herself and posts TikTok videos about her progress. So I want to talk a little bit about my semaglutide and weight loss journey. Um, my name's Kelsey. I'm an aesthetic nurse practitioner here in Arizona. So I went on semaglutide because I really couldn't lose the weight. I counted macros. I worked out four to five times a week. I had really great success on it. I didn't go up in my dose very high. I only went to 0.5 milligrams. I changed some of my eating habits because my thyroid issue is an autoimmune issue, and so I did cut out gluten, but I ended up losing 17 pounds in a matter of three months. And so that was a huge amount for me. My hormones, I just got my labs rechecked a couple weeks ago. My hormones have stabilized. My thyroid's still a little, <laughs> still having some issues, but that can take a while to resolve. So it's made a huge difference for me. Once again, with hormone issues, if you're gaining weight, and especially it's usually around the midsection, it's a snowball effect of making it really hard to lose weight. It's important to note that patients must have a prescription to get both the semiglutide compound or the name brands Ozempic, Wigobi, and Manjaro. Because of the drug's popularity, there are some websites popping up promising semaglutide to customers, but health experts warn that it's important to be under provider supervision when taking any medication, and also to know where your medication is coming from. Here's Dr. Hussein again. So when you Google Ozempic, you find all these telehealth portals that offer low prescription rates. I don't know what all the catches are with those, but for folks like our patients who largely cannot afford it and do not have coverage for the meds, some of them, that's their only resource. What we worry about in that is that we don't know if it is truly the same medication, and particularly if they're getting them from compounded pharmacies. Is it the same formulation? Is it truly the same drug? What are the patients ending up taking at the end of the day? It's just such an area for exploitation that people could really take advantage of that and could be prescribing almost like a placebo, almost no dosing or low dosing and still charging a cost for it. Now, I hope people don't, but I think we all know in this world, unfortunately, there are folks that will exploit these kinds of opportunities. And so we just have to be on the watch for that. This weight loss drug appears to be the answer to a lot of people's prayers. Losing weight is not an easy process. And the more weight you have, the harder the process is. So having this injectable that's helping people shed weight quickly and reliably is a big help. But the cost isn't the only downside. 
For some patients, the medication comes with some pretty tough side effects. As a result, many patients have to take an anti-nausea drug called Zofran on top of taking Ozempic or any of the other ones because of the intense sickness they feel. Patients are reporting constantly feeling like they're going to vomit, which is not a pleasant way to live. Lindsay Taylor told us about a few of her health struggles after having just three weekly injections of semaglutide. I have suffered from extreme constipation to the point where it was almost an emergency. I also had an extra period 15 days after I had a period. Insane headaches, headaches that are just awful to the point where I questioned if I was gonna stay on the medication. So it's like, I can't, like I don't, I don't wanna live like this. But at the same time with the nausea being better, I was like, maybe, maybe I can figure out the constipation and maybe I can figure out how to stay on it because I think for me, the benefits outweighed the risks, but it was not easy. Lindsay's hoping the brutal side effects are gonna be worth it. One of the benefits so far has been the fact that she's no longer hungry all the time, she says. There's something in me that we call the beast that is so hungry that I just wanna eat and eat and eat. And it, it's just kind of always been there. I, I never really knew what food noise was until I watched a video of Rosie O'Donnell on TikTok, who I believe is on Mangiorno, but she was talking about food noise. And I was like, oh, oh, so that's a little voice that's like, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry. The one you can't get rid of. I've had that since I was a kid. I could eat a full meal and then say to my husband, I'm hungry daily, all the time. Lindsay says she doesn't have that food noise when she's on the semi-glutide. But not everyone is so sure that these drugs are a good thing. Tigris Osborne is a Phoenix area resident who is chair of the National Association to Advance Fat Acceptance. She worries that all of the hype about Ozempic and the others is hurting her efforts to end weight-based discriminations. Osborne characterizes news coverage about the drugs as relentless and stifling to the what she refers to as fat joy that she encourages society to celebrate. The media could do a better job covering these drugs by taking on some of the more thorny issues about these drugs. The side effects are not just sort of trivia. <laughs> you know, the the ways in which these drugs might be harmful to people. That's not just sort of like an interesting fact about this otherwise really promising drug. That's actually a really important part of the story. But the other thing the media could do is cover other aspects of fat people's lives besides weight loss and these drugs. We did a media study with researcher Pamela Mejia that we released earlier this year, and we looked at news coverage from mainstream news publications by a LexisNexis analysis, if, if folks know what that database is. We had about 18,000 articles about fat as related to weight loss and health, and about 200 articles about fat people in any other way. Now, that's not taking into account the entertainment media, so it's not like the Lizzo articles or whatever, right? It's like the, the news coverage. So one of the main things the media could just do is cover fat people in other ways, both specific to fat and our experiences as fat people, but also making sure that we are represented in stories about things that have nothing to do with fat. Because we have things in our lives that have nothing to do with fat. 
right? We have romance stories. We have adventure stories. We have travel stories. You know, we have parenting stories. We Like everything that's part of the human experience, we have those stories. Sometimes those stories are colored by anti-fat discrimination. You know, sometimes they are inspirational stories of overcoming barriers that people try to put on us because of our fat. But like we have all of those stories. And so there's no good reason for the tremendous lack of representation of us or misrepresentation of us in mainstream media. There's just no good reason for it. Tigress's organization has a campaign called Equality at Every Size and supported a new law recently signed by New York City Mayor Eric Adams that bans discrimination based on a person's weight. The appearance-focused hype around drugs like Ozempic is working against efforts to reduce shame and bias around bigger bodies, Osborne told us, who maintains that being fat does not equal unhealthy. We don't approach weight from a position of curiosity or a position of neutral scientific inquiry. We approach weight from a position of assumption that weight is dangerous, that fat is dangerous. And, you know, as advocates for fat people, we just think that the entire culture should be questioning that assumption much more than we do. Tigris also pointed out that there have been other, quote, miracle drugs for weight loss in the past that have ended up having a pretty shady legacy. The anti-obesity medication fenfluramine fentermine, also known as fenfen, was all the rage in the early 1990s. But eventually, it was taken off the market when patients developed heart valve problems. By 1999, a famous class action lawsuit was brought against the American Home Products Corporation, one of the largest home and pharmaceutical conglomerates at the time. The settlement is still one of the largest monetary rewards for a product liability case in all of history. 6,500 separate lawsuits were filed representing more than 11,000 people but the settlement involved all 6 million FenFen users. They settled at $3.75 billion for those affected. Since Ozempic, Wigovi, and Manjaro are relatively new, there's just no studies showing how people might react to being on these drugs for long periods of time. And that makes people like Tigris apprehensive. Physically? especially if we have another fen-fen on our hands and we find out later that these drugs are more dangerous than we thought, but also like socially and culturally. When we focus on the short-term benefits at the expense of long-term cultural change, I actually think that's more detrimental to fat people's health. Lindsay Taylor says she understands Tigress's point. Lindsay, we should mention, has nearly 2 million TikTok followers, so she's pretty connected in the social media world and spends a lot of her time interacting with people who are on semaglutide or one of the other drugs. She's also well aware that there are people who are critical of the buzz that's been created around the medications. I think everybody is beautiful, regardless of what size they are, what color they are. I feel like I would worry more about the younger girls out there who think they need to look like the bikini models in the magazines. I mean, me myself, sometimes I look at, you know, other content creators and I'm like, damn, 
I wish I looked like that. And we've done so much work as a community to get away from those idealistic thoughts. I hope this doesn't do that because for me, it's more of a health thing. I don't really care what I look like. I think, sure, it will be wonderful to carry less weight for my health, but it's never been about the looks for me. I can't speak for everyone, though, and that's a tough, it's a tough conversation. But Lindsay is in a fortunate position because she can afford to get semiglutide from a med spa. Many people can't. So for now, the drugs simply aren't available to everyone who wants them or needs them. There are definitely reputable pharmacies in other countries that will do mail orders if you have a prescription. And I personally don't have any qualms about giving someone a paper prescription for a medication that they might be able to get elsewhere if it's more affordable. And so we know several pharmacies in Canada where the price is reduced, but it's still for Ozempic, as we said in the U.S., $1,300 there, maybe $400 per month. Dr. Hussein told us that Ozempic, Wigovi, and Manjaro are not drugs that you want to stay on for just a month or two. Some people may even need to stay on them indefinitely. And there's still a lot we don't know about the possible side effects from taking the medication for five, 10 years or longer. Despite their popularity, she also doesn't advise the drugs for people without serious weight problems. I always worry if you alter your metabolism too much by doing these things and taking a drug or a medication, and we don't know long-term what are the ramifications of that for your body. And we don't know in a patient that's normal weight or maybe mildly overweight, what are the ramifications of supplementing your GLP-1? Is that going to be a problem down the road? Is that going to cause any issues? So right now, is it safe? It's likely not going to be ultimate harm. It's not going to be something you have a terrible side effect and have a consequence of, but you could be causing an issue down the road. And I think right now it's more of an ethical conflict for us because so many people are going to these online portals, these quick prescription portals where they can pay a fee and they can get a drug and are essentially using it more like a plastic surgery maneuver or a cosmetic surgery maneuver. And that's not what they're there for. Those are really these medications are there to treat conditions that are tied to your metabolism and improve your health overall. So that's my worry, I think, is more right now the ethical concern and the long-term effects that we just don't know. If you just dabble in taking a medication for a month here or a month there, probably not the best holistic approach for health. Lindsay Taylor hopes she does not have to stay on the semiglutide for the rest of her life. But she also worries about what will happen if she stops. I'm not the type of person that loves to take medication. I think I always worry about all the side effects. And this one has a lot. I would love to see myself on this for six months or something and then, you know, get off of it and be able to eat healthy and exercise. But I'm so petrified of that. You know, I'm hungry, I'm hungry, I'm hungry voice coming back and um, basically eating away all my progress. Our sources told us that it took years for major health insurance companies to extend coverage for bariatric surgery, a common weight loss surgery. So people are hoping that there will be more coverage provided for Ozempic, Wagovi, and Manjaro in the future. For now, there are people who need the drugs and aren't able to get them, and people with money who have more options. The compound pharmacy, my doc won't fill the script for me. A B C one two three GLPs for you and me. Keep up with
with the Kardashians. Thank you all for listening to this week's episode of The Lab. If you're listening on the Valley 101 feed, be sure to go back and check out season one and now all of season two by searching The Lab on your favorite podcasting app. This episode was edited and produced by me, Amanda Luberto. Original reporting was done by Stephanie Innes. Editorial help from Kathy Tulamello, Sean McKinnon, and Kaylee Monahan. Audio oversight by Kaylee Monahan and web production by Karen Kurtz. The song you're hearing right now is called Ozempic Wigovi Manjaro by Los Angeles musician Ari Diane. All other musical scoring came from Universal Production Music. And when they ask, I'll say I'm eating right. Ozempic Wigovi Manjaro, no more sorrow. Additional audio is from Lindsay Taylor and Kelsey Hunter's TikTok accounts, in addition to a montage of videos that come up when you search semaglutide on the app. You can support all of our podcasts by subscribing to them on your favorite apps. Leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening to us now. If you like this episode, share it with a friend. You can always follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Podcast. The Lab and Valley 101 are Arizona Republic and azcentral.com productions. The Lab is supported by a grant from the Flynn Foundation. I'm Amanda Luberto. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next week.